Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning Shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Imad and Audrey with you. Oh yes, hi. Good morning. Uh, I heard that my passport have some issues. Ah, uh, uh, our system show your passport has issues. Can you verify me uh, your name so I check with the computer system? Mm, okay. Uh, my name is uh, Dong B Lee, D O N G B E E L E E. Ah, okay, uh, Mr. Dong. Uh, let me check your files now. Okay, sure. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, record show your passport information got error. Uh, so you cannot use passport anymore. Uh, do you understand? Oh no, what should I do now? Ah, uh, sir, I need you to give me your IC number uh, and I will help you with the reactivating. Okay, but you're from ICA, right? Shouldn't you have my IC records? Uh, no, no, Mr. Tom. Sir, I need your NRIC number to continue. If not, uh, we will cancel your passport. Uh, okay. You understand? Okay, why not you tell me where your office is and I'll meet you in person? Uh, I'm at ICA headquarters. Uh, I need you to understand one thing. Okay, wait, I'm wait, wait, wait. I'm also an ICA officer working at the headquarters and we will never ask for personal details. That's why I don't believe you. Hello? 2023 has been one that has been dotted with scams, e-commerce scams, job scams, fake friend call scams, and so on. Audrey, have you encountered scams before? Yes, it <laughs> happened last year. I sold something on Facebook and oh, someone no. said they wanted to buy it. And they sent me a link saying they paid for it. They just need me to click on the link to collect the money. Mm. I did click, but I stopped short of giving the OTP. So I immediately called the bank to flag the incident. Thank goodness I didn't lose any yeah. money. But there's a public service announcement by the police to stay vigilant towards scams. That's right. That's because scam and cybercrime cases almost doubled in 2020. 23 compared to the year before. Over 50,000 cases were reported, but for the first time in five years, there was a slight dip in the total amount lost to all scams, standing at $651.8 million in 2023. Among that, government officials' impersonation scams featured the highest average losses at about $103,600 per case, followed by investment scams at about $50,700 per case. It's also important to note that scam methods are evolving with young adults and adults aged 20 to 49 making up about 67% of the total number of victims, debunking the myth that the elderly are the most likely to be scammed. For more, we're joined this morning by Deputy Superintendent of Police Wilson Tay. He's an operations officer of public education programs for the Scam Public Education Office at the Singapore Police Force. Wilson, good morning. How are you? Good morning to both of you. Thanks for having me here today. 
Now, Wilson, even though there was a dip in the amount of money lost to scams, the overall number of reported cases saw quite a big rise. Why are we seeing a rise in such cases? Yes, you are right. Uh, the search in scam calls or scams in recent years are mostly driven by phone or online scams. We have very high level of mobile phone and internet penetration in Singapore. People conduct many transactions online, including the e-commerce and mm-hmm. also the financial services. So there's high usage of social media platforms and messaging applications too. Uh, scammers and scam syndicates are quick to explore this to their advantage and to reach out to potential victims. Yeah, uh, nonetheless, the various upstream measures we have worked with various partners to put in place to protect their customers, for example, with banks to improve banking security, Coupled with ongoing education efforts, uh, we have more some fruits. All right, Wilson, there are a few different kinds of scams that you've talked about, like e-commerce scams and investment scams. But let's focus on job scams in particular now, which clocked in the highest numbers. Could you tell us more about these scams, what they typically involve, and who are the main targets or victims? Mm, sure. Job scams typically involve victims that being offered online jobs that can be performed from home. So you call it uh, probably side hustles and stuff. They receive such job offers via messaging platforms like WhatsApp or Telegram. And when they are added to random chat groups with strangers or when they search online. So the job will usually require victims to perform simple tasks. There's quite a number here. Making advanced purchases like liking social media posts, reviewing hotel, restaurants, airlines, completing surveys, boosting the value of cryptocurrencies or boosting the ratings of product listings for online merchants. And the last one, I think, is also the ratings of mobile applications to improve their rankings on app stores. Mm, I'm sure the cash reward is quite uh, alluring for these positions as well, which is why so many go for them. Now, Wilson, at this point, we'll bring in our producer, Kai Ting, who had gotten a scam call not too long ago, in fact, to share what transpired. Kai Ting, could you elaborate on what happened? So it's interesting, right? There was one day in November after our show, I think both of you were around as well. I got an automated phone call that told me that I had spent a certain amount of money on my credit card. And obviously, I didn't spend any money on that particular day because we were doing our show, right? Following that, I chose the option to speak to a real-life bank officer. (laughs) Someone answered the phone and for verification purposes, he asked for my name, IC number, which I gave. After he checked my details, um, I actually asked why was this transaction coming through to my phone because I didn't make any purchase and then he basically came up with a full story actually. So he said, this is a new credit card that's under your name. It's a first time transaction. You applied for this at UOB Ang Mokyo branch. Uh, That's after I pressed him for more details and then he could even come up with a credit card number. (laughs) Wow. So he tried his best to sell that card to you. At that point, I was adamant because I've never visited that branch ever. Um, So he came up with a date that I visited the branch and a time. (laughs) So at that point, I had asked, can I uh, get in touch with someone from the bank to check the CCTV? And if that's indeed the case, I'm going to make a police report. Um, He then said, okay, I can actually link you up with the police. 
I remember this, yes. Because <laughs> we were both there. And when he said, oh, we'll patch you through to yes. the police station, we were like, hmm, I don't think that that is a common thing to do. I, right? in fact, remember telling Kaiting, this yep. might be a potential scam. Maybe you should investigate it. But given you're a journalist, we're all journalists. I mean, they probably targeted the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so when the second person came on, that part was more suspicious than the first part. Because the first part, they literally copied word for word of what would happen on a bank call. So in that second part of the call, someone else answered the phone. And what kind of gave him a way to some extent was that the call was not very clear. I had huge troubles understanding him. Right. I think both of you can That worked in your, to your advantage. <laughs> so I told him, you know what, I'm just going to head down to the police and he claimed to be from the HQ. He gave me <laughs> a name and he said he's from the Tanglin branch. Wow. So he really went to great lengths to try and persuade you that you had purchased this card, you'd been to the branch at so-and-so date, so-and-so time. And actually, one thing that didn't match up with what bank officers would usually do, which is to ask you for your IC number. Right. All right. Well, Wilson, let's bring you in to this conversation now after hearing what Kiting had to say. She was obviously one of the lucky few to have had the presence of mind to understand that this was a scam. But what kind of details should the public not provide and what can scammers do even with simple details like your name and IC number? Mm, uh, yes, I think any request for your personal details or banking information is always a red flag. Mm. So you must always be aware and uh, ask more details, probe more before you take the next step. But for personal safeguards wise, I think we all have to make sure that you take the following precautions when they receive such calls because uh, calls now are very frequent. I think a lot of scam calls that have been trying to reach out to a lot of victims just for the sake of reaching out. If just one uh, make it, then they can actually scam a victim. So the main campaign that we are pushing now is the Act Against Scam. In the first part of the ad, ADD, we will want the members of public to add the scam shield to protect yourself against scam calls. To block overseas calls, you can actually reach out to your telco to activate the option to block international calls to avoid uh, receiving scam calls from overseas. This will actually avoid such calls that Kiting has received. Mm. The next part is to set security features such as a transaction limit for your bank accounts and enable two or multi-factor authentication for banks, wallet and social media accounts. The other one that recently there is a push out to is also the adding of money lock option. This can further secure your money in your account and it's also recommended for you to pick it up with your bank. The last part is of course uh, we want to remind that all these security features will actually ensure uh, minimize any financial losses should your personal banking information be misused. Yeah. Uh, the second part is on check. Uh, so before you give banking credentials over the phone, check with authorized sources because government agencies or the banks will never ask for your banking credentials, personal details or OTP or other than that, definitely not ask you to transfer money over the phone or through automated voice machines. I think the last part is also very important. So if you have uh, disclosed any of your banking details, report this to your bank immediately and make a police report as necessary. Then tell your family and friends about this scam so they do not fall for it. Wilson, how do we decide whether, if at all, we should make a police report? Because if at the end of the day, for example, if I hadn't given my IC number, I might not have gone to the police. So if I had just given my name, should I then still make a police report? 
嗯 ，OK， I think on this part， 呃、uh, ，I'll bring you to the part if let's say if encounter a scam， but thankfully did not operate， we do recommend protecting others by reporting the scam number via scam shield app or provide this information via the police hotline one eight hundred two five five zero 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 or submit the information online via the eyewitness、uh, police website at triple w dot police dot gov dot sg slash eyewitness. All right, Wilson. So immediate assumption from a lot of young people. Oh, you know, I I think I'm pretty. Savvy, I can probably tell when something's a scam. But stats show that actually the younger crowd is more likely to be cheated in scams. So why is that the case, and why is it not just the old folks that are being targeted?、Mm, yes, you're right.、Uh, with increasing digitalization, this group, the younger、uh, or the young adults,、uh, spend more time online, be it to shop, to bank, or talking to friends. Being online frequently also increases their exposure to dangers online, including scams. We are all more likely to fall prey when we are not alert, take risks, have a it won't happen to me mindset, and do not take sufficient measures to protect ourselves. Scammers are also known to exploit vulnerabilities in human psychology. They devise attractive schemes to target our needs and desires, stir up strong emotions, and often requires an urgent response so that we do not have time to think through the dire consequences of our actions. It's clear from the statistics that anyone can fall prey to scams. Individuals should、uh, proactively adopt an anti-scam measures to safeguard themselves and those around them from scams. All right, Wilson. I have one final question for you. Now, scammers are always one step ahead of the game. A common thread these days is fraudsters carrying out voice cloning scams, where they record a person's voice or find an audio clip on social media or elsewhere on the internet, and they sound very realistic. So, is this one of the potential scams the public should look out for in the year ahead? And are there any others that we can highlight? Correct.、Uh, I think scammers are always、uh, innovating. Uh, hit. I think、uh, most importantly, we have to be very、uh, vigilant on whatever you do,、uh, especially when you receive a call that is suspicious or unknown. Make sure you check first and、uh, come back to it again. I think、uh, we have always been advocating the I can act in scams portion. I will just reiterate、uh, quickly on the three points area that we always wanted the public to take care of, which is the ad ADD ad scamshoot ad. To protect against scam calls and SMSs,、uh, the other part is to look at the installation of an、uh, antivirus app against malware-enabled scams, and always update your device operating systems to reduce your device vulnerability. The second word that we、uh, advocate is pack. Download apps only from official app stores and not from unknown third-party sources, and verify the authenticity of advertisements through official sources. You must always pause to check with a family member or a friend just beside you. If unsure, you can call the any scam helpline by NCPC. The last part is to tell, report any fraudulent transactions to your bank immediately and make a police report. I think the final point I just want to round out is that I want to、uh, remind everyone that the best defense against scams is a vigilant and discerning public. All right, some great tips there. Thanks, Wilson, for the reminder for us to stay alert. It was a pleasure speaking with you this morning. Yes,、yeah, thank you very much for having me here. I think、uh, we are always wanted to push more awareness to the public,、uh, and this is a very good platform for us. Thank you. We've been speaking with Deputy Superintendent of Police Wilson Tay. He's an Operations Officer of Public Education Programs for the Scam Public Education Office at the Singapore Police Force. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O Audio at the App Store and Google Play.